Hello, 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 and welcome back to this podcast counts as socializing, the podcast where we drink and talk and spend time with friends and call it socializing. I'm your host, Kayla, and this is our other host, Nick. (laughs) And today we are joined with our dear, lovely friend, Connor. Connor, how are you today? I'm good. How are we doing? I'm great. Another lovely friend. Another, another lovely, lovely, oh, lovely, stop. lovely friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's anything new with you? Nothing. I'm just working. I don't have yeah. much excitement right now. Yeah. Going into steel mills, <laughs> watching everything <laughs> go past me that could follow me and squash me like a bug. You know, no live leak. No live leak logos have appeared in the corner yet. Thankfully, mm, few, but we're we're <laughs> we're doing our best. Mm. I've got an icebreaker for I didn't, you today. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't think of an icebreaker. Ooh. So, Nick, have you got one? Have you ever wanted to go to Antarctica? Um, You know, honestly, it Nick depends on the situation. The I would love. <laughs> I would love to go to Antarctica, but I don't want to be alone. Mm. That's the worst part. I, I feel I like it's a very that. lonely place. Yeah. I want to go visit. And I, you know? you'd be stuck. I think yeah. I've said this yeah, before. Yeah, it'd be a great place to visit. I would do almost anything if my friends asked me to (laughs) (laughs) if if i could call it a little trip i'm down fair i have i have a question for the both of you actually Mm -hmm. um just you know overall speaking what what shape do you think the earth is i think it's flat and there's a giant ice wall around the edge Rather than Antarctica. One time, one time I oh, saw God. a pyramid. I think it's actually a donut shape. <laughs> donut shaped Earth is, is my. Have you heard of an infinity of sign before? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> neither of you guys would call yourself globlerist. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard I've heard globe heads and I've heard globe tarts, which I find really funny. <laughs> That is funny. Um, I've seen I, that I read one, one academic paper um, about like the debate over the shape of the Earth, which is going to be today's topic. We're going to be talking about flat Earth um, and the flat Earth movement. <laughs> and they just used deniers and affirmationists, which I was like, that's boring. We could have been a little more creative with this. Yeah. Yeah. But I like, like any story. Heads. Yeah, flatheads is really good. That's really good. I think <laughs> I think we should use globeheads and flatheads for this. Would you guys? Okay, so being on a very serious note, would you guys say you're globeheads? I'm I'm a proud globehead. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why? It's not a screwdriver. Correct. It's just everything is correct. But like, how do you I'm know not, that? I'm not you a know? fucking I, idiot. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the the whole the whole like sphere thing just makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, every well, you know, every like, piece of evidence in existence is uh confirmed that the earth is yeah. round. Confirmed we've by known this who? for confirmed we've known for thousands who, of years. I'm not gonna I am not confirmed gonna, by who, Nick. I know you're a globehead as well. You're just trying to play devil's hat. No, devil's and we'll get into right a little now. bit. And you're right. We have known for thousands of years, M- millions. I don't know, actually, millions. Of <laughs> <laughs> humans have been around for millions <laughs> well, of years. Okay, 
like any good story, we'll we'll start at the beginning and we'll go through a little bit of history. So, flat Earth is defined as an archaic and scientifically disproven concept of the Earth's shape as a plane or disc. The model has undergone a recent resurgence as a conspiracy theory. So the idea of a spherical Earth first appeared in ancient Greek philosophy from Pythagoras in the 6th century BCE. So how many years ago is the 6th century? BC, 2,600 years. Okay, Plus, so thousands. <laughs> uh, 20, 2,500, 2,600? Yeah. I don't know. You around. crunch the numbers. You're now the mathematician. <laughs> Welcome to your new role. <laughs> um. <laughs> So that's my Pythagoras, guy. That's your guy. It's at least Pythagoras, it's at least twenty five hundred years. Good job, Nick. Thank you. You got there eventually. <laughs> so Pythagoras reasoned that the moon was spherical because the shape of the terminator, which is the line between the light side of the moon and the shadows part of the moon, is curved, and so therefore it made sense that the Earth must also then be round. I thought terminator so was a robot. This, me too. Um, I don't like that movie. <laughs> he was like, a, I I've actually never I haven't seen, even seen that it. movie. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, I haven't seen it. My brothers used to be like really into watching them, and I would always get mm. so pissed off. <laughs> um, Is that the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it? And... Yeah, yeah, I know the, yeah. the governor. Yeah, the governor, the famous bodybuilder, the robot. <laughs> So, yeah, so he was basically like, well, I can see that the moon is round, so therefore it makes sense that the Earth must also be round. That makes sense. And during, yeah, it, he was just like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So during the same time, Anaxagon, great name, determined that, that the cause of solar, isn't it Anaxagon? It sounds like he's a oh, shape. I should name my kid Anaxagon. <laughs> I'm name my next dog that, yeah. <laughs> be a good cat um, name. Oh, my God. Anaxagon and Pythagoras? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> determined that the cause of the solar and lunar eclipses um, were from the shape of the Earth's shadow on the moon. So this was also evidence of the Earth's shape, right? Because they could see the shadow of the Earth being cast on the moon, yeah, which was out. round. Yeah. However, the flat Earth model was still the most popular model throughout the 5th century, in the early 4th century BCE, Plato wrote about a spherical Earth, and by 330 BCE, his student Aristotle had provided empirical evidence for spherical Earth. And I looked more into, like, what this empirical evidence was. It was a lot of math, like, a lot of, like, yeah, this is moving at this distance and shapes and things that I didn't want to get into. But they I used math and think, such. I think I've seen a video talking about this. Yeah, where and they basically... were able to, like... Go ahead. You like you like stick some sticks in the ground and you measure the like shadow angle at the same time mm-hmm. and yeah, they're very and, far and, apart and then you do some like yeah simple. And math like they there. were able to with all this math and stuff also like kind of estimate what the circum um circumfer- mm-hmm. circum- circumference circumference of the globe was. So they were kind of also starting to get an idea of how big the earth was circumference um so after this information of a spherically shaped earth began to spread and by the early period of the christian church the spherical view was widely held with some exceptions so it's actually a common misconception that european scholars 
and educated people during the Middle Ages believed in a flat earth. So I think we've all like kind of heard about like um, there being a lot of discourse in medieval times between like scientists and churches about the shape of the earth. That's really, um, it's really not true. By this time, it was pretty well known what the shape of the earth was, and people were kind of on the same page about it. Right. There's that whole, like, so, Columbus, like, myth that everyone else thought the earth oh, was flat. We're going to talk about Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get there. Don't worry. We'll get there. So by the early Middle Ages, which is about 600 to 100 CE, the belief in a flat earth was almost non-existent. Stephen J. Gold, a scientific historian, says, quote, there was never a period of flat earth darkness among scholars, regardless of how the public at large may have conceptualized our planet both then and now. Greek knowledge of sphericity never faded, and all major medieval scholars accepted the earth's roundness as an established fact of cosmetology. So at this point, it was known fact. Like, it wasn't a theory, it was a conjecture. This was established, well-known fact by by most everyone so people also often believed that there was skepticism in christopher columbus's proposal to sail to the now americas due to a misbelief in the earth's shape however the issue was not um them not about the shape it was more that they didn't have a concrete idea of how big the earth was Mm -hmm. so in the 1490s columbus estimated the earth to be about 25 percent smaller than the actual size so with the sizes of his ship he was projecting how long it would take him to sail to what he believed was going to be india and the people who he was like asking for money from were like i think it's gonna be farther away than that so yeah. that's where the discourse about whether or not it was possible for him to do it was not them thinking you're gonna sail off the side of the earth. Interesting. It was about is it is it as far away as you think? So it was not disputed whether or not the voyage would sail off the edge of the earth, but rather rather if the size of the ship could sail the estimated distance. Yeah, the issue with like <laughs> estimating the size of the earth is like the way the best way to do it is that like shadow method but mm-hmm. you need to have very precise timekeeping to get a good estimate for it and precise timekeeping did not exist until like and they i want to say like the 17 like, um, or 1800s the like greek scholars they were close, in shape yeah. that were they were actually were very very close i just don't mm-hmm. know if columbus this is it sounds like columbus didn't have that information cuz he was so off in his estimate yeah well so, i mean <laughs> I think they were within like ten to twenty percent, which is a really decent estimate for the time. But yeah, like, it's, it's not like actually not that close, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, to just look at a shadow and be like, oh, I think yeah. that I got. Yeah, yeah, when you're like planning a voyage though, and like people's lives are at stake, whether or not you're right or wrong, it kind of yeah. matters. So the voyage was ultimately saved by hitting the Americas because they would not have been able to sail all the way to Asia with the amount of food and water that their boats could support. So they were actually close to mutiny on Columbus's ship because they were running out of food and water and they did not think that they were close to Asia. They luckily hit the Caribbean islands and that saved all of their lives. They probably would have died otherwise. A second Columbus and America, the Caribbean sh- islands. Well, I mean, Sorry. imagine like how different the course of history would have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Columbus did not get saved by a couple islands. So, so why is there this misconception that people were unaware of the shape of the earth for so long? 
various historians and philosophers actually misinterpreted writings from the medieval churches as believing the earth was flat, and but then began publishing that as fact. For example, in 1874, the American chemist John William Draper wrote a history of the conflict between religion and science and claimed that church fathers believed in a flat earth showed the conflict between religion and science at the time. Throughout the late 1800s, various other authors would publish accounts of medieval beliefs of flat earths, and the number of believers would continue to grow and become inflated. This misconception... Yeah, continue. Sorry. Go on, Nick. The whole, like, church science, like, feud has always been, like, kind of dumb, because for a very long time, like... The only people who were literate, or not the only people, but many of the people who were literate were like monks and like a part of the church. So like, like the Big Bang was like suggested by someone who is a Christian, like Darwin was a devout Christian. Like it's all of these people are like tended to be religious Yeah, up until relatively recently. Yeah, at the same time, you kind of can understand why they're so at odds because Mm. like... I see religion, especially when we don't have a lot of scientific understanding of things, as being like, this is how we're explaining things that we can't explain yeah. to like make sense of a world that mm-hmm. we don't understand. And then something else comes along and it's like, everything that you thought is wrong. It's hard <laughs> to just be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. And, and, yeah. Yeah. And even in modern day, we're going to see, continue to see this like conflict between, um, religion and science in Mm -hmm. why some people continue to believe in the flat earth theory. So although the misconception has frequently refuted, been refuted in historical scholars since at least the 1920s, it nonetheless persists in popular culture and even some school textbooks into the 21st century. An American textbook published in 1919 had this story about Columbus's expedition, quote, When Columbus lived, people thought that the Earth was flat. They believed the Atlantic Ocean to be filled with monsters large enough to devour their ships and with fearful waterfalls over which their frail vessels would plunge to destruction. Columbus had to fight... (laughs) Columbus had to fight these foolish beliefs in order to get men to sail with him. He felt sure that the Earth was around. And I feel like we see this a lot, like this heroicism of Columbus and like he had yeah. all these naysayers saying, oh, you're going to sail off the ocean. And he's like, no, I know the truth. Mm-hmm. And like, that was never really even part of the discussion. Like, everyone was like, we know what shape the earth is. We just people don't have think been, you're... It, people so have been riding so Columbus <laughs> for such a long time, man. I think like, I think people are finally starting to hop off of his dick a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, um, they definitely are. 100%. <laughs> but like, so many things are named after him. Like, DC is... Columbia is like the like female personification of the Columbus's spirit or whatever. Oh, I didn't um, know that. That's yeah. Fucked. Every every Columb whatever in the United States and in the Americas in general is named after Christopher Columbus. The entire country of Columbia. I don't think we could ever do a Columbus episode because I dick, think it would just dick be dark. Is crazy. And... <laughs> oh, could you whisper that again in my ear again? <laughs> 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 Okay, okay, where was I? (laughs) Hot. Okay. (laughs) So this is all well and good. (laughs) Nick, you're giggling a little too hard now. (laughs) 
So this is all well and good, but why is it that flat earth theory still persists today with an onslaught of evidence to the contrary dating back to ancient Greece? How many people today truly believe that the earth is flat? And what leads people to believe in these extreme ideas that most people look at and think this can't possibly be true? So before we get into my research on all of that, I think it'd be fun if we did like a little role play with each other. Are you guys down? Sure. Okay, so this is what I'm thinking. So I'll play the role of a flathead. <laughs> and you two just be yourselves. And just like try like try to ref- refute me. Try to like prove me wrong, convince me otherwise. So okay. I come to you guys. I say I think the earth is flat. I'm actually, I don't say I think, I think I say I know the earth is flat and you guys are wrong. Is this the what beginning? do you have to say about that? Yeah, go ahead. Jump in whenever you're ready. Nuh-uh. Uh. Yeah, Flats? Could you repeat you that? Guys have... Yeah, yeah, the earth, it's flat. Yeah, if no, you no, are I wrong just, yeah. for thinking otherwise. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, okay. I just thought I heard you. Okay. Um, wow. I disagree. <laughs> I think you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, so. Give me an argument. So Give me an argument. What, try to, what try do you think happens when you sail out into the ocean? Like, what, what if you keep going? What do you mean? Like you don't, just, you, you, you would eventually turn. It's a disc. Okay. What about what about all the videos and pictures we get from the International Space Station? Oh, well, the International Space Station is a government enter- en- entity, and the government is the one holding up the hoax. So all of those photos, those are photoshopped CGI. They're fake. You can't trust anything coming from the government. Those are real photos. Any actual photo of the Earth, they would be hiding. It's not just our government, it, though. It's also the Russian government and all of the other they're in people on it too, involved obviously. in the International it's, Space Station. It's not just our government. It's the whole New World Order. Oh, the New World Order. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Uh-oh. So, Uh-oh. Where, where do the Jews yeah, get involved here? Yeah, you can't trust any government entity. <laughs> so, yeah. Pictures, but, like, pictures that, like, are... Wouldn't that mess with gravity? How does I'm glad you asked about gravity. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. So gravity is acceleration, right? So things accelerate mm-hmm. downwards at 9.8 meters per second squared. We all know this. Do mm-hmm. we? We all know this. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Well, it's actually identical to a world in which the ground accelerates upwards at 9.8 meters per second squared. So it's not that gravity is pulling matter down but rather that the earth is for accelerating upwards towards us. So what happens when we go on the other side of the earth? We can't go to well, the other side. Well, it's flat, the earth. so there is no other side, right? Well, like yeah, a piece of paper, so, like, you know, there's like one side then there's the other, you know. So, yeah, we can't we can't there is no space for us to go into. So the this round earth disk is covered by a dome. We can't leave that dome. Mm. But what if we tried to? You can't. <laughs> Why? What about sunsets and, and sunrises? How come they like? I'm glad you set? asked about that. So <laughs> don't be ridiculous. <laughs> and I do have an answer. So you have your round disc, right? The 
the earth itself oh let me just find my notes here <laughs> imagine so, doing that in a real conversation someone asks you a question <laughs> hang on just let me pull my notes up I'm role playing, okay? Yeah, no. <laughs> I have to, I have to look at my character study. So the sun is actually smaller and a lot closer to Earth than the government entities would have you to believe. So the Earth itself doesn't move. It's a central point. And then the sun is rotating clockwise around the disk, around what is the center of the disk. That is what's creating day and night. When when and you still be able to see it? No, no, because it's it's farther <laughs> away. Well, I thought you said it was and closer. It's farther away when it rotates closer to us than millions of miles. Any mm-hmm. other questions? What about eclipses? Or do I rest my case? <laughs> what about oh, eclipses? eclipses? Okay, so the sun and the moon are always on the same side of the earth like we discussed Mm -hmm. there's no underside of the earth right um so but there's actually a third mysterious shadow body on the other side of the earth that no one's ever seen before we don't know what it is (laughs) but it casts its shadow on the moon which is why we know it's there okay what about the what about solar eclipses same thing no you can see something cover the sun i mean it's not a shadow the moon is still there so i rest my case yeah (laughs) basically what i'm showing here is flat earthers have an answer to everything right like not like a correct answer but they do have an answer yeah yeah it doesn't have to be correct though If, if it's correct to them they you can't come up with a talking point that they haven't thought of before yeah. and don't already have an answer to. Yeah, they're super have good at the, considered... like deflecting and and con, you know. Mm-hmm. What about what about what it about? Will get, and, and I'm yeah. going to talk about that a little bit more, but it's like you're there's not going to be this gotcha moment of they haven't thought about this yet. They've thought about it and they have an answer to it. Do you have a question, Connor? I was say have you considered uh, arguing this at a city council meeting? I think you could really change some I, minds. Uh, I don't doubt that. It gives me very um, Parks and Recs. Hmm. Like, I could see this as a Parks and Recs scene at a city council meeting. It, it would happen in Indiana for sure. Yeah, I so, agree. <laughs> I want to start with that flat earthers themselves are very serious about their beliefs to them. It's not just kind of, it's not some kind of joke or like fun thought experiment. And many of them feel that they are not being taken seriously by the outside scientific community. And that if people would only look at the evidence around them, the truth would be clear. So it's interesting because both sides are flatheads and globe heads have the same point of view that if people would just look at the evidence, the answer would be clear that what you're looking for is right in front of you. So what is, so what is it that they believe and what is this evidence that they feel like everyone is missing? Well, the fabricated evidence and firm's belief in something so hard to prove boiled down to a mistrust in science, but more importantly, a mistrust in public information being being um what's the word strengthened by an echo chamber 
that has become a bigger issue created by the internet and social media. Mm. On top of this, we see the backfire effect in which one becomes more resolute in their beliefs when faced with evidence to the contrary. So the more you give them evidence of why it shouldn't be true, it makes them believe in what they're thinking more. Right. So what exactly do flat earthers believe? (laughs) Well, simply put, they believe the earth is flat and that it's some kind of government conspiracy or it's part of the Illuminati or it's some new world order mission to hide the true shape of the earth. And yes, all flat earthers believe that the earth is flat, but they don't all have the same view on what exactly that means. So some flat earthers believe that the earth is a disk with an Arctic center at the circle and then all the continents filling in the world. While others believe that the earth isn't a discrete disk, but rather that Antarctica surrounds the outside edges and extends from earth forever in all directions and earth itself is an infinite plane and space doesn't exist. Every flat earther probably has a different idea of what it actually means. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that even within the community, there's discourse, there's in like kind of infighting. Um, and they don't even all agree on why the true shape of the earth would be hidden, like why there needs to be a conspiracy about it. But they do all at the essence believe that it is some larger conspiracy to trick the public. As one TikToker put it, The shape of the earth is hidden because they are hiding God's true creation and they don't want us to know how divine we are. So they all kind of have their own reasons as why it's a hoax or who's leading the hoax, but it's a hoax is what it comes down to. I know that personally I've heard everything from like, it's so that airlines can charge you more money for flights because... (laughs) They're actually, like, shorter than they seem to be. If, like, you know, like, they would be shorter on a flat Earth than they are on a globe Earth for certain flights. To, like... That that makes more sense than... That makes... Yeah, capitalism makes more sense than God. I almost agree with you. But, like, also, how would you... Like, what company is going to convince an entire planet of people that the Earth is round just so they can make, like, marginally more money? I fucking don't know. I mean, because this was like the biggest question I had when I was researching is like, okay, I get it. It's a conspiracy. Cool. Mm-hmm. But it, it would be a lot of effort to hide that, right? Like they're right. And what's the motive? All these images. That's always the thing. Why? Like, like why? why? Control. Why is it? Exactly. It all and, comes down to control. <clears throat> I mean, I guess because there was really no good answer. It was like, it's a conspiracy. Why is it a conspiracy? Because they're lying. Okay, but why are they lying? Yeah. Um, And it seems like there isn't one answer because each individual person kind of has their own reason, like their own thought process behind it. Like there's not one true consensus within the community itself. Mm -hmm. I'm convinced flat earthing. Is that a a term? Flat earthing? Sure. I feel like it's a coping We're making shit up already. for, For a large number of people. Like they just need to blame something on something. Yeah, I I, I think you're honestly hitting the nail on the head, like what I've said before, and we're going to wrap this up with an overall, like, people just have Mm -hmm. a mistrust, 
in the public and in government and in science. And it's kind of gotten displaced onto this very specific thing. And I think there is a reason why it is Earth, particularly like the shape of the Earth. But I think you're very right. I think it's like they just need something to be right about. (laughs) Yeah. So what's created even more discourse within the Flat Earth Society was between the members who hold a genuine belief in the flat earth theory and those that don't actually believe the earth is flat, but enjoy the intellectual pursuit arguing against around earth. So it's basically just like, it's fun to play devil's advocate. Like, okay, I know the earth is round, but it's fun to try to think Mm -hmm. of how to disprove that. Like, it's just a fun little game, right? Right. Yeah. But the issue is that this is this only proves to help strengthen the flat earth society with, like I said, the backfire effect. Like the more you're able to disprove those naysayers, the more it's like, I must really be right about this. So side note on the flat, flat earth society. The International Flat Earth Society was formally founded in 1956 by Samuel Shelton And their website describes themselves as the following. Dramatic reading. Are you looking it up, Connor? (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how to be a member. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they'll thank you. All right. Listen to their mission statement first before you decide. So, quote, The mission of the Flat Earth Society is to promote and initiate discussion of Flat Earth theory as well as archive Flat Earth literature. Our forums act as a venue to encourage free thinking and debate. The Flat Earth Society mans the guns against oppression of thought and the globularist lies of the new age. Standing with reason, we offer a home to those wayward thinkers that march bravely on with all caps, reason and all caps truth and recognizing the all caps true shape of the earth flat come join us in our forums and get started learning about the greatest lie ever told end quote that's the flat earth society are you interested in joining connor (laughs) Um, i'm blown away yeah yeah i don't know it seems like a great community very welcoming (laughs) I'm, I'm sure you'll the, uh, the opt-in system, um, you are inducted when you send them a postcard. You have to send them a postcard <laughs> in the mail, and you Can become you an associate or... member of the society. Um, I'm not too sure. Benefits? They say they say they do prefer that it's from your hometown. Um, but yeah, are there I'm, benefits I'm not to too being sure. a member? Because because I did use their website as part of, like, my research, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I looked through some of their forums. Like, I was able to use all of their shit without <laughs> yeah. being a member. Um, it's, a, it's a pride all right. thing, you know. You get, you get a certificate. Ooh. I think we should get think a podcast like... Flat Earth certificate. We, okay, Ooh. we should. We should also see. Maybe we can get someone to come on and talk to us. Ooh, They're not going to want to after they listen to the episode and hear Nick start with because they're fucking idiots. <laughs> I have absolutely no you just desire gotta, to bring a flat earth you gotta on trick podcast. Them. Okay, well, let's continue. 
Michael Marshall, project director of the Good Thinking Society, a charity that promotes science and challenging pseudoscience, who was a very cool um, individual. I listened to him on a podcast where he talked about flat earthers and his his he has his own podcast where he just looks into different topics of pseudoscience, like different alternative medicines and things. And he talks to people that believe in them and he very much goes into it with like um like a trying to understand why your point of view is your point of view and not a like I know you're wrong and I'm trying to convince you that you're wrong point of view and I think it it, it's, it, it allows him to get a lot of information from these people and it's very interesting so he had this to say on the discourse within the society Nick, stop distracting me with your little mind games. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking right. about. <laughs> he had this to say. In 2013, there were people wading into these arguments who believed the world was round but had never thought about it before, but just assumed in an arrogant way that they may know better than anyone who has ever thought about it and come to a different conclusion. And so they stomp into these arguments saying, well, what about the photos of Earth from space? And what about this? And what about ships going over the horizon? And thinking, well, this is the gotcha moment, but not realizing that those were the first things they thought about. And therefore, it's probably likely that these people who think the world is flat have had the same ideas, and yet they're still flat earthers. So at least in their mind, they must have a good answer to that. That the people who believe the world was round having these arguments didn't have because they never scrutinized the idea. Yeah, it's one of so, those like fundamentally foundational ideas in like science and in your education that you just kind of like take for granted because it is so roundly like proven if you really wanted to like get into it. There is an absolute abundance of evidence that it's like not worth like going through all of that when you're in second grade and learning that the earth is round, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like that well, leaves people with that... this, like, yeah. Cause like you, you don't go through all of that proving it because it's like not worth the effort to. It's not worth it. And it's interesting that you say that because they use that fact, like to their advantage. They're like, mm-hmm. well, the reason it sounds so ridiculous to you is because we have been taught innately since the time that we were ever in school to think of earth as being a globe. So you've never thought about it in a different way. So that's why it sounds so crazy to you. But if you stop and you think about it, you realize it's not that crazy. So like they use that exact reasoning, like for their support. Yeah. It's, it's like this very vicious cycle of, we don't teach it because it's so foundational and so fundamental that like, it's just kind of taken for granted. And that opens the door to these kinds of attacks from flatheads. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what happens in 2013 is that the flat earthers are really winning a lot of these arguments against those that are just there for fun. And they started to kind of converting some of these people that were just there for fun. They're winning these arguments. They're converting them just because they've fallen deeper down this rabbit hole and they have more evidence, quote unquote, against the evidence being thrown at them. But still, it's not a viral internet movement until 2016. 
So people still have this notion. Well, no one actually believes the earth is flat. They're just having fun with it. Until 2016. <laughs> so in 2016, two videos are published that change the landscape of the conversation. Eric Dubay publishes 200 proofs the earth is not a spinning globe. And Mark Sargent publishes a 14-video series that concludes the earth is flat. So what's really interesting about the 200th proof video is that it tackles a wide array of styles of thinking from very simplistic observations such as, well, the horizon looks flat, to conspiratorial arguments like Isaac Newton and Galileo being Freemasons, to arguments that come from <laughs> fundamentalist scientific, fund, not scientific, excuse me, fundamentalist Christian creationism. So he's able to kind of reach a lot of different audiences within this video and start convincing a large array of different kinds of people. Yeah, there's a so, lot of overlap with like that fundamentalist Christian evangelical mm -hmm, kind of like, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> the whole like yeah. believing the Bible to be like oh we'll get there literal we'll get there. and the written word <laughs> like the literal written word of God and not like I mean like I, I like I was raised Catholic I went to Catholic school the Catholics do not take the Bible literally. Because it would be utterly insane to do so. Like there was no flood that covered the earth for hundred like for okay. Yeah, I years, feel like it should, you know? it should like, be wait, treated I'm as not a gonna book lie. Of with moral <laughs> themes, not yeah. as literal. Exactly. Um, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, since you did go to Catholic school, but with the whole transubstantiation thing, like mm. the but body mm. and blood of Christ, I thought that they legitimately believed that this is the body of christ in the form of a cracker not that it's metaphorically the body of christ actually catholics do still believe in transubstantiation and the fact that okay like, so yeah so okay it's, so it's not as like it's not as like strict as you think but yeah like, of like, like that belief like it's very loosely believed i feel like in a majority of cases it's one of those things where like yeah, like everybody, like most Catholics do not think that it is like actually turning like into they flesh and blood. Like the metaphor of it. Yeah, yeah, but like the church still holds that it is true. I believe. I could be wrong about that, but but yeah, but like like the Catholic Church is like, like on board with evolution and the Big Bang and the Earth being yeah. round, all the other good stuff. It's like these these evangelical like christian non-catholic groups that oftentimes have these beliefs yeah cool, sorry what were you cool, saying Connor? Damn. oh i was just gonna like add on to that and say like i also feel like as a whole catholics like they, they don't really i mean like it varies from place to place but they don't really press you for like not believing something is literal or also like i've met a lot of people in the church where they're like they encourage you to question shit and like think about how it would be wrong mm -hmm. like if you're not yeah. questioning it then just taking it for granted like as is then it's like you're stupid <laughs> like you should think about it uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm glad I didn't was not raised in a church. I think I don't think I would have been very well liked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put it that way. So I did watch this video. Um, it is two hours long. And yes, I I um I Thank could feel stupidity. Well, I watched it like sped up while doing other things, but I could feel 1. stupidity. Or two times. Two times, two times okay. for sure. <laughs> feel the stupidity leaching into my brain. So I don't recommend watching it, but I think one Reddit user sums up the video perfectly. They say Pretty much all of these can be debunked with the simple fact that we are small beings on a large surface, so the curvature of the Earth is minimal and constant, hence level by our perception. Because I would say probably like 150 of the 200 proofs were shit looks flat, not round. Yeah. That's something you see with a lot of conspiracies is that it looks like or it like seems like and it's like, well, Mm -hmm. yeah, but a lot of things look different than to how they actually are, especially when you consider just how fucking big the earth is. Like there's like we haven't explored like any of our oceans. I mean, they're like map, but they're really low resolution. So like. But, like, we know how deep yeah. the deepest part of the ocean is. Like, the Mariana Trench is, like... Yeah. Nick, did you see distance... that video of them the dis- finding... Sorry, no, 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 sorry. I cut you off, but I had to. <laughs> did you see that video of them finding a beer bottle at the bottom of the Mariana Trench? Yeah. They found some, like... Well, they party <laughs> it's kind of sad. It's pretty sad. There's, like, it's... plastic and no, stuff, No, they're just too. sharing. They're just sharing. <laughs> I feel the plastic like is if sad. the bottle the is bottle glass, is... I was gonna say if yeah. the if the bottle is glass, we're chilling. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think it was like an aluminum can. Mm. No, it's fucked up. That's less. But great, I'm not positive. It's better don't, than plastic. But it is better. Than don't plastic. quote me on that. Um, so, where was it? Oh, we're gonna. Distance, do you have more like, to say, yeah, Nick? Like, I cut you off. The like height difference between like the Mariana Trench, which is the lowest point on Earth's surface, and Mount Everest, which is the highest point on Earth's surface, is like minimal compared to the entire circumference, the entire diameter of the earth. I mean, it's like way, way less than 1%. We are like the thinnest, tiniest little crust on the surface of the earth. Like there is like such a tiny little sliver of habitability. And it's like hard for us to comprehend just how big the planet is because, you know, it's hard for us to comprehend how big mountains are. And they're yeah, nowhere near close to that Texas size. Texas is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys seen like uh, people comparing like a pool ball? If you scaled it up to the Earth's size, like how large the yeah crevices and everything would be in the pool ball, and it's to touch is absolutely smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's pretty so- crazy. Like, like one of the arguments that comes up a lot is like, well, oh, well, if you look at two like skyscrapers, right? Like they're pointing straight up and down, like they are not angling outwards like they would on a curved surface. And it's like, yes and no, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, on a curved surface, they're tilting a little bit, but it's like the tilt is so small because their scale is so small yeah. compared to the actual curve of the earth. And they so, are tilted slightly away from each other. But it yeah, was, just it not would, like we don't have measuring instruments precise enough 
to like operate. To measure that. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly. like mm-hmm. the wind blowing on the side of the building causes more of a shift than like the Earth's curvature does. I mean, it's like you just can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, like I said before, like yeah, this this comment really summed it up. Well, mm-hmm. like you can debunk almost all of these with just a simple fact that we small Earth big. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> Additionally, it was kind of a perfect video for the YouTube algorithm at the time. People will click on a sensational title, like 200 proofs that the Earth is in a spinning globe is a mm-hmm. great video when there are no other videos about that. Right. So, and I'm sure there's a lot of hate watching going on and like exactly. people commenting. So there's, there were like three camps of videos, yeah. three camps of people that were clicking on this video, people that genuinely believed it. He wanted to feel validated in their belief. People who thought that's silly. I need to see what the fuck he has to say about it. Or people that wanted to scrutinize and pick apart the arguments. And then it keeps people watching it. It keeps it being pushed in the algorithm. It keeps people commenting on it. Mm -hmm. And it keeps the video being recommended. So both of these um, videos that were published in 2016 end up serving as recruitment tools for the movement. So Flat Earth is a really classic case of confirmation bias. And that's something that we're all guilty of. But when you already believe in an idea, it's easy to continue finding support for it around you or to continue making yourself believe that there's proof in something when it's perhaps innocuous. Like another thing that I see a lot in flat earth arguments is, well, water wouldn't stick to a round object and be perfectly level it would just slide off therefore the earth must be flat you know what i mean it's like that's Mm -hmm. not really proof what you're saying doesn't really make sense at all (laughs) no it it really doesn't especially when you consider that the atlantic and pacific oceans are at two different heights on the each side of the panama canal like shouldn't it be level if it was a flat earth don't get them started on canals and bridges. I know, I know. It's <laughs> really interesting. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah, the, I, think the, I didn't know that uh, either. Good fun fact for the day. I yeah. think the Atlantic is higher than the Pacific. I could be wrong so, about that. But... Is there my brain? Is there proof... osmosis happening? Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, no. Talk about the osmosis. <laughs> no, I have nothing more to add. Okay, so <laughs> they're able to find proof and things that are innocuous so one example is that flat earthers hold that the un logo is proof of the flat earth because if you've ever seen the un logo it is an image of a flattened earth some may call it yeah. a map oh, man. yeah that's um... but to them this means well look the un knows what the true shape of the earth is and it's their logo Another piece of evidence comes from the headstone of Vernon von Bruen, a Nazi scientist that headed the U.S. space program and made it possible for America to get to the moon. His gravestone references Psalms 19.1, which reads, quote, The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork, end quote. So the firmament is the solid dome that in the Bible, God created over the earth during the Genesis creation story. 
and to some flat earthers is actually it's actually part of the shape of the earth so to flat earthers this headstone inscription is a deathbed confession from from von buren and the oh, only bro. way for him to safely get <laughs> the only way for him to <laughs> safely get out of nazi germany was to go along with the hoax but everyone else just sees it as a nod to a man whose career allowed us to metaphorically oh, conquer man. the heavens and reach mm-hmm. space. Anytime, so you see that they kind of can conf- go ahead. Nick. Anytime a conspiracy theorist starts talking about someone who was a Nazi, I'm always like, <laughs> why? A little worried. A little yeah. Worried. Like, oh, poor Von Braun. He knew the truth and he was forced to go along with it by those evil americans like okay <laughs> what do you i mean what do that's you think about the point here yeah. is that they can turn anything into proof mm. it's like <laughs> if you're not thinking about the ferment you're just thinking like oh that was a clever biblical reference to this man who was able to metaphorically you know have these yeah. scientific advancements and, he was, and conquer heaven. Right. Like he was being instrumental artistic. to the Apollo program and the whole thing is about the heavens. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Also, the United Nations like logo and flag and everything so annoying because it's like the whole point <laughs> was that they would center the map at the North Pole on no country and every country would be, you know, roughly equally included in it nothing was on top nothing was on the bottom everything was Mm -hmm. around this you know made up center point yeah it's a map and it (laughs) it makes sense because it shows all of the inhabited land masses of earth and you want to put everybody on the flag of the united nations i mean like there's no other map projection that does that and does it well and does it in a way that like doesn't put like the northern hemisphere on top which is something that they wanted or to avoid or nick it's proof of a flat earth or who it's proof of a flat earth say? who who are we to say could be could be so um i think this is going to really so like i said before like why flat earth like why is that the thing that people have grasped onto and i think this will kind of get into it so Mark Sargent is an American flat earther and conspiracy theorist who believes in just about every conspiracy that you can name, from the JFK assassination to the moon landing hoax, anything you think of, he probably believes in it. So what's more interesting is that when asked by Michael Marshall, our lead on pseudoscience, if there was ever a conspiracy theory that he used to believe in that he no longer thinks is true, he responded that he used to wonder how it could be that all these conspiracy theories were true, but then he realized the answer is the world is flat. Why did the CIA need to assassinate JFK? Because he knew the earth was flat. Why fake the moon landing? Because the earth is flat and you couldn't actually leave the firmament. Basically, Marshall described the flat earth theory as the Rosetta Stone of conspiracy theories. It makes everything else make sense. The and I think I, I think that's the perfect way to say it. Mm-hmm. They grasp onto flat flat Earth being the hoax because then you can justify everything else. Yeah, every answer can be because they're hiding the fact the Earth is flat. Yeah, I got to see the Rosetta Stone, uh, 
in London. It was, it was really pretty cool, cool, wasn't it? Like it was it kinda was like fun. maybe this shouldn't be here, but also like it was cool to see like the most foundational piece of Egyptian archaeology. There were so many other things in the museum where it was like, mm, side eye, maybe this shouldn't yeah. be here. A lot of th- a lot of the Egyptian things I felt less about just because I know a lot of them were donated from Egypt. Like I obviously don't know like which specific pieces. Right. But in my head I was able to blanket statement be like they got permission for this one. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they have um, I, I think they have a better relationship with Egypt where a lot of pieces are on loan or like leased and stuff like that now. Yeah. So, um but um yeah, it was yeah, definitely the, really the cool. The Rosetta Stone is like, oh my god, that is the Rosetta Stone right there. There That's is a moment crazy. where you're like, it's just a rock, but yeah, it's, like, it it's is. the rock. Yeah. But isn't that what museums are? Isn't yeah, I that think what so. museums are it's at the like end of the day? Cool rocks and stuff. <laughs> I also got to yeah. see the um the clay tablet complaining about the grade of copper. Uh, received or that that ANSR uh, like made or whatever it sucked. Well, the one to me that I was like, this sucks. How much I'm so glad that I get to see this is um the uh, pieces of the Parthenon. Mm, yeah, that they the one, have. It's really funny because in Greece they have like signs that are like we would have these, except they're in the British Museum right now. <laughs> yeah, like literally, they asked for them back so know, many times. They want them back so bad. Yeah, and. But then I'm sitting there like, okay, but I'm getting to look at this right now. And I'm so happy that I get to see this. It was so cool. Like, am I like, you should give them back 100%. Mm-hmm. But then I want to be getting to look at them well, right I mean, now. You just have to go to Greece, you know. I wasn't in Greece, though. I, was I know, London. but I know. But. <laughs> so that was one where I was like, this sucks. I'm sad. But it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't have to pay to go anyway. to the British Museum, so, like, I don't feel too bad about going and seeing it. It's there, you know. It's, like, I know. it's there. I mean, you don't have to look pay. At it. It's free. In London, the museums are free. You pay to go into the churches. And I love that really? about London. Yeah. It's kind of epic. <laughs> it was museums, nice, too, because you... Just in general, museums should be free. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. I agree. Well, it was nice because the museums were free and you had to pay to use the bathrooms. So I would just go into museums and take a shit and then leave <laughs> when Fair i went enough. to the art when i went to the art museum the art museum was so 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 cool but i like it hit me all of a sudden where i was like i've got to shit so bad like i'm going to shit my pants mm-hmm. so i start speed walking like through this hall like looking for a bathroom and it's this <sighs> huge hall of these beautiful rembrandt paintings and I'm speed walking, trying not to shit myself. And I'm like, kind of trying not to look because I'm like, I don't want to ruin the like awe <laughs> moment. And when I get to see them, like, I don't want to see them right now when I'm about to shit my pants. <laughs> I'm like speed walking through, trying not to look. And then I came back and I was like, oh, they're beautiful. <laughs> you should you should assign the toilet seat when you were done. You know, your own creation. Yeah. <laughs> In honor of Rembrandt. <laughs> so. Where was I? Okay, Flat Earth. (laughs) So, Flat Earth conventions are also a big thing. And, like, in isolation, Flat Earth belief isn't, is mostly harmless. But the issue is a lot of Flat Earth conventions had, like, shockingly little material about Flat Earth, but had a lot of information about other conspiracy theories, like the Illuminati, or dinosaurs being fake, or anti-vax and medical mistrust and science distrust and issues with things like that is that they have potential 
danger related directly to the conspiracy theories. So yeah, and a lot of them overall, a lot of these like New World Order adjacent things tend to be super anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. So it's like, if you want to believe the Earth is flat, like whatever is like, it's not really like it's not really going to change anything. Think what you want to think. The problem is that they cluster around these other conspiracy theories that do have real world effect. Mm-hmm. Like the anti-vax movement has real world effects because it changes herd immunity. People get sicker. It brings back illnesses that were already eradicated. Like it, it, it's actually something that actively is killing people. Yep. So Overall, the growth in the flat earth conspiracy shows an interesting movement of science denial into mainstream media. Additionally, there's a going, growing distrust in institutions and science. Out of 140 countries surveyed, South America had the highest distrust in science, with 39% of people answering no to the question, does science benefit people like them? So 39% of people believed that scientists, science, the work that scientists did had no benefit directly to them. A cross-sectional study in the U.S. from 1974 to 2010 studied more than 30,000 cases and found that public trust in science had remained stable throughout time, except among conservative groups and those that frequently attended church. I do wonder, though like what this data would look like after 2010 with an increase in social media and like anti-vax discourse following the 2020 pandemic, Mm -hmm. would it still be centered around conservative groups or would it be something that's kind of spreading out of the bubble of one isolated community because the study only ran up to 2010? So additionally, the studies showed no evidence for the cultural ascension theory that suggests that public trust in science will increase over time with the culture, but also provided no support for the alienation theory that predicts a uniform decline in public trust in science. So there was really just no overall trend um, throughout time for public trust in science. So however, the research does show that public trust in science varies throughout the years around political disputes and shows that there's an increased polarization on specific scientific topics. So like we were talking about before with it wrapped around like churches and the medieval times, like in like Columbus and da, 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 da. it can be more about what the specific issue is. And if people can use that as a launching pad to their own ideology, their own political ideas to make some kind of greater point. Um, and I don't know, maybe that's something that we see a lot today. <laughs> I would, I would so, think so. Maybe, I don't know, something to consider. So there's also been a rise in population over time. Um, excuse me, I need to burp. Okay. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Don't bring that into this. Oh my gosh. Nick, can you burp into my ear again? (laughs) Oh my god. No, please don't. Oh, I hope no one has their is a headphone user right now. We can cut that. We can cut that. I won't be cutting it. We don't have to. Kayla, (laughs) Kayla, leave that in. Kayla, leave that in. All right. There has also been a rise in pop pop, 
popularity over terms like post-trust and fake news. So post-trust being the recent time period and political political culture distinguished with public anxiety about what claims can be publicly accepted as fact. So it's basically like, can I trust what mainstream media is pushing towards me as truth? Same idea as fake news. And I don't think that's wild to be critical of like what information is being pushed onto you. So also the term post-truth isn't new. It has been intensified with the way information is easily shared and spread through social media now. So we just get a lot more information Mm -hmm. than we used to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we see a lot more conflicting information. Because it's so much easier mm-hmm. these days to like, I think in the past, like if you wanted to have like a newspaper or something, right? Like it required a lot of like capital and people involved and like there were some amount of journalistic standards and all of that stuff like that just kind of existed in those industries. And these days, I mean, you can create like a fake newspaper and like publish it online like so easily you know you can just like pretend well, to even be a like, journalist yeah, there's no regulation and, like, yeah there's no oversight or anything and it's really easy to like have the appearance of like professionality without actually any kind of professionality yeah and, it's and then like, also we get sorry connor go ahead i was saying also like like a lot of people are concerned about bots and stuff online too. So like it doesn't even have to be a newspaper. Like yeah. any social media nowadays, you can post something as news mm-hmm. and people will just run with it. People don't mm-hmm. even think twice. And so people, some people are concerned about the n- tons of bots. I mean, I know we've all seen them just like posting just bullshit online and dumb people carrying it out. Well, even like when, when there's so fewer like channels of getting information, it's like you kind of just hear a story or hear information and more or less have to take it at face value. Mm-hmm. Cause even if you were to like, maybe think something doesn't sound right, or maybe dispute a claim, it's like, well, where are then you, where are you going to go to, to figure out if it's true or not? Right. You know, like, Oh, I guess I could, mm-hmm walk down to the library and do some digging but how much do you really care versus i knew a quick google search or i can find a forum online and i could very immediately find people that are thinking the same thing as me mm-hmm. so youtube in particular has gained attention for news circulation including misinformation for example, science denialist groups such as Creationist Group have explicitly directed their followers to use YouTube as an ex- as an effective platform for internet evangel- evangelism. Evangel- evangelism. No, I got it. I got it. Hold on. No, let me. I got this. Oh, wait, say it again. Evangelism. Evangelism. Dude, I practiced that earlier, and when I wasn't drunk, I got it immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So use their platforms for internet evangelism or the flat earth movement. A 2020 study. Okay. So this study in 2020, they looked at interviews from the second annual flat earth creation conference. And they found a link between a gradual conversion of people to the movement 
and YouTube. So not a causation, but they were able to find a direct link between people believing in this movement and originally finding the information via YouTube. So a compounding issue in tackling this issue, a compounding issue, I, that was not a very well written sentence. A compounding issue in tackling this issue of scientific mistrust is in the vein that flat earth theory. Okay, I'm going to start that whole sentence again. Yeah, you got <laughs> it. Yeah, no. Run it back. I was going to take a big deep breath and we're going to get through this. <laughs> you got it. That wine's good though, right? <laughs> yeah, I got this. All right, so compounding, tackling the issue of scientific mistrust is the backfire effect, which we talked about before. A researcher on science and education suggests that one way to counteract this phenomenon could be, quote, expanding the ways of knowing and marking the boundaries between the scientific way of knowing and other ways of knowing at the same time comparing claims and arguments that derive from different domains of knowledge, end quote. So basically they're suggesting to look at things from multiple points of view. So say talking about it from a scientific lens, then maybe an artistic lens, then maybe a religious lens. And this kind of makes sense, right? Like if you're tackling someone with a distrust in science, using science to prove them wrong, it's only going to further push them into their beliefs. Like, you're part of the in crowd that's against me, basically. And science denial is um, often attributed to scientists' possible bias. And as you'll remember from our systemic feminism episode, like the idea of bias science isn't crazy. Like we should be critical of the information that we receive and of science the issue is when you just completely discount experts altogether, right? Mm-hmm. So writers for the MIT press wrote, the goal here is a cynical attempt to undercut the idea that science is fair. Once this has been established, it seems a small step to make the case for consideration of quote, other theories. After all, if one suspects that all science is biased, it may not seem so egregious to consider a theory that might be tainted by one's own ideological beliefs, end quote. Yeah, and there's this, so basically like... basically, like... Go ahead. There's this, like, idea with, like, people, like, just, like, grifter kind of individuals in general, where, like, you don't have to, like, prove that you're not a liar or that you're not wrong. You just have to prove, you just have to like sow enough doubt that everybody else might be a liar or everyone else might be wrong, you know? And like, you see that a lot with like politics and politicians and stuff. And like, you know, like Donald Trump is the example you go to. Like everybody knows he's kind of like a liar and a crook and a shitty guy. Right. He, he doesn't have to disprove that Everyone. in order to win. No, it's, no seriously, because, like, you, you talk to Republican True. voters. Even his supporters know and that. And even then, right. they're like, You're oh, right. yeah, he's a total scumbag. He's, like, awful. But, like, so is everyone else. And that's the thing they always go back to, right, is you don't have to actually prove that you're not bad. You just have to, like, get them to believe that so is everybody else, but I'm on your side, you know? Yeah, like a lesser of two evils or not mm-hmm. even just less evil or 
Yeah. I might be little evil, but at least I'm, I'm being that evil you can on still your me or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. Like, I think this is a great point that if you're able to sow that, like, seed that idea that you can't trust science, science is wrong. It's like, okay, where do you go from there? Like, we're at least, I guess this is coming from me being a scientist that I know so much of, like, how to prove something mm-hmm. through an experiment, through different, mm-hmm. like, schemes of logic. And if you're like, okay, you can't use logic to prove it. You can't use science to prove it. What is next? Right. Well, and science and Especially isn't... if you've built yeah. your theories on those things. It's like, well, you've just taken my whole theory apart. Now I, gotta, yeah. I have to come up with something else. Right. Mm-hmm. And science isn't, like, perfect, right? Like... Scientists no, make mistakes. We, we have to be. We critical. publish no, wrong information. Just... The point is, yeah, the whole the scientific method is self-correcting with enough time, and that's the whole point. But that doesn't mean we won't make missteps, right? Like, you know, people have believed wrong things before, and eventually it gets corrected. But I think that can also kind mm-hmm. of feed into mm-hmm. that. Is like, oh, well, they were wrong about mm-hmm. this. Like, yeah, sure, it may have been corrected later, but like, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. It sows the Science doubt. is a collective, educated guessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like gravity is just a theory. Don't but say like, just a theory. <laughs> everything's very, just yeah, all the, the, science the, the, is the, just a theory. Well, the scientific definition but, of a theory is not the way that we use it in like colloquial speech. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what I mean. Like it it, it is by definition a theory but that doesn't mean i'm theorizing about it yeah <laughs> like, no a theory in mean science not... means something different than a theory like i've got exactly. a theory that you're whatever like and i remember from taking like philosophy 101 <laughs> and i don't know how true this is now like within philosophy but it was kind of this idea that whatever the most um like the whatever the most reasonable explanation we have at the time is, we should all agree to accept until we figure out a more reasonable explanation. Mm. So it's like we're not saying, okay, one hundred percent this is correct. We're saying at the moment this is what makes the most sense. If right. that changes, we'll reassess. And um it was interesting because that's how Darwin then inserted evolution to be like maybe god's not real philosophy is all kind of pseudoscience anyway i'll stand by that yeah i mean it's one of those things like back to like playing devil's advocate with like flat earth like it's fun to like maybe think about and like hear but i don't know then on the other camp i'm like it just seems like a bunch of white guys sitting around jerking each other off and being and like so better than everyone else. Yeah, I, and I think it, I think a lot of it is. Like, you don't is, have to be pretentious to get jerked off, though. Right. Is what I'm saying. It is fun to think about, which you know, fun to think about jerking the guys jerking <laughs> off, or more fun than <laughs> philosophy is. Okay, okay. Okay, back to yeah. So, <laughs> so this MIT writer, okay, he notes that science denial can stem from economic or ideological agenda, especially in the US and Brazil, where conservative groups have gained strength based on religious morality as a relevant political banner. We saw this throughout history, 
as the idea of a flat earth was entangled with social and religious practices more than being merely about scientific endeavor or understanding. Specifically, biblical literalism, literalism has carried the idea through time as... Wait... I should have read through these notes before I started reading them out loud. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I'll add real quick is like, I think. Go ahead. The like kind of current state of the world, the socio-political shit storm that everybody is kind of in and has been in for the last like 20 years. Like, you know, wealth inequality is worse than it was during the French revolution and all that kind of stuff. Like things are bad. And, like, people are very right to distrust institutions and distrust the government because, like, the government and institutions have not delivered over the last, you know, couple hundred years. Like, things are, like, generally pretty bad for a lot of people. Um, and, like, so I think a lot of it stems from that, but it's then it just is, it, it gets diverted by people who want to take advantage of it and it ends up extremely misplaced and, people start believing in stuff like the new world order is hiding the fact that the earth is flat because they want to control you. When in reality, that is like so far from the truth, but like, you're still right to be upset with the governments and institutions in the world. Yeah, Like on one hand, it's hard for me to be like, Oh, well you're crazy for not trusting the government. Like I don't trust the government. Like I'm not going to take everything they say at face value, Mm -hmm. but I'm also not going to, it's a big leap to then be like they're hiding mm-hmm. our entire world view right. and they're spraying chemtrails and that might be true. No, it's not. <laughs> and you know, doing things like making up climate change to control you better and all this other stuff. And it's like, I, I can see where it know. comes I, from, but yeah, I think I'm one, I think I'm one bump in the head from being a flat earther because it's, it's that TikTok sound where they go, next, remember kids, next time you think the government wouldn't do that, mm-hmm. just remember, oh yes, they would. Like, like MK Ultra sounds like the fucking craziest conspiratorial yeah. shit in the world. And that's fact. Like, that is true. The government does do crazy fucked mm-hmm. up shit. Yeah, so on like, one hand, I'm like, maybe the they would. Carried out <laughs> do we? Many, many extrajudicial killings and like, they've done horrible stuff, but yeah. Those do we know of any more purposeful though? Yeah, yeah. Do we know of any conspiracies that have actually proven to be correct? I want to say Ultra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> MK yeah, Ultra like, is one. Um, um MLK. Well, they're not I conspiracy theories. They are just conspiracies, right? <laughs> like, and there's been plenty of conspiracies. So, um, yeah, like it's no longer a theory. It's just history, like. The whole thing with MLK, like that, mm-hmm. was then brought to civil court, and there's court documents about his killing and stuff. So it's like I don't really feel that that's conspiracy anymore. Like I think that's just like well, it, that is the history of his death. People did conspire to do it, but it's not a conspiracy theory, <laughs> you know. Like yeah. same thing with. Like, but I would say the, like bef- I would say like before there. it was talked about in civil in civil court. I would say that it was a theory like I would, people yeah that they I think probably so. did this yeah i think you're right there's been so. a lot of like cia backed coups and stuff that have been declassified in later years that were like oh yeah we did this and like yeah the, yeah i would the, say 
the U.S. government and many other governments have done horrible things, but they're not hiding the fact that the Earth is flat. I mean, it's like one of the most... Yeah, like with all yeah. of those things, it's like there is a very clear-cut reason like why they would want to do it and why they would want to hide mm-hmm. it. The thing with the flat Earth is it's just like, what's the why? Why yeah, is it important no that we don't know? It's like you, you, you yeah. think about yeah. these yeah. things the way you think about like a murder, and it's like, what, where's the motive? Like... There's no, there's no reason. Just to reason. fuck with people for fun? Yeah, the, but like, it, well, like, I guess. Well, like, yeah, but. well, maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's a thing where it's like, all right, let's get all these people to be distracted by this stupid shit. Right. So we can do other shit. I guess so. But there are like, I, I mean, mean, I, mean honestly, I guess that, that's, that's the only crazy. motive I can think I, that's of. That's not crazy. <laughs> that's the I only reason I'm, I could think mm. of. Because like, um, oh, I don't even remember what I was going to say. But. but people love to blame the government and Jews when in reality, the vast majority of the times the people who are behind like awful things are people with lots of money and i think that like conspiracy theories often get in the way of like class consciousness and like realizing that hey it's like like, there's more important issues in the world (laughs) yeah it's not like some secret cabal of, of jews that control everything it's just like a bunch of people who it's have way Bezos. too much money and but the like, tunnels. you know, it's the tunnels like were real. The system that was a conspiracy theory proven, tr- proven true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like the way our Yiddish in my walls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I I find that so funny, man. All of the anti-Semitic stuff hilarious. that like people were saying afterward is unfortunate because, like, oh my god, yeah. like. Sh- but if you just like, take it as is in the moment right? first time, like, it is the funniest thing you've ever seen in the world. Wait, Connor, do you want to... shit I've ever seen. Connor, do you want to try to explain it a little bit to our <sighs> listeners that don't know? Just a very um, quick tangent um, side story. I, I couldn't really go into too much detail, but uh, in New York, there were tunnels made by Jewish people. <laughs> yeah, but there <laughs> they was They went under the streets was... and... Uh, yeah, he was tweeting like a year area. before. He was tweeting yeah. like a year before they discovered it. He was like, I'm hearing Yiddish in my walls. <laughs> I think that, and I think everyone that, was calling him crazy. I think that guy was actually like um, making it up and also like hardcore anti-Semitic, by the way. It is a hilarious tweet okay. in hindsight. Yeah, take it at face value. Yeah. Don't, don't, uh, yeah, no, don't get political about it. Let's just talk about Yiddish in the walls. <laughs> Yeah, so this guy tweeted that out, and uh, come to find out, there were a bunch of tunnels underground in New York from, I forget, where, wherever it was. Yeah, it was something yeah, like that. Yeah, a bunch of Jewish tunnels. He tweeted it afterwards, yeah. and he was, was like, like this, I was right. right. This group like got yeah. kicked out of a synagogue and was like trying to get back in or yeah. something like that. It was this weird like factionalist thing going on in some Orthodox mm-hmm. Jewish community. But- I guess just the point is sometimes crazy people are right. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, stop clocks right twice a day, you know? Um, You're right. Yeah. And You're I think right. that's, so, yeah. Go ahead. All right. All right. I'll get us back on topic here. So biblical literism, right? We were talking about before, like mm-hmm. the word of the Bible being interpreted as literally what is written in the Bible just helps to push forward the scientific mistrust because people that believe in biblical literism hold that the Bible is an inherently sacred text that brings about absolute truth, free from error and bias, which is why many flat earth speeches are commonly based on literal readings of the Bible rather than scientific evidence, right? So we're talking about like 
well, if we're going to say science is biased and I'm saying I have this book that can't be biased, which I'm not saying is true, but to, in their minds is, then it's like, yeah, I'm going to trust this unbiased source. So, and there's, there's something to be said about being critical of science as the philosopher, philosopher Gramisky puts it, quote, if scientific truths are definitive, science would cease to exist as it is, as research, as new experiments, and scientific activity would be reduced to a disclosure of the already discovered. Science is a historical category. It is a movement in continuous development. So that's what we were saying before. Like mm. science is constantly changing. It's constantly being built upon. We're critical of it as part of the cycle of science. Yeah. We have to be critical of it to continue making it better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to leave us with this. The resurgent of flat earth beliefs in the modern era is fueled by a combination of scientific mistrust, the influence of misinformation on platforms by YouTube, and the reinforcing effects of the backfire phenomenon. The movement has evolved beyond its core beliefs, intertwining with broader conspiracy theories, raising concerns about the potential consequences of widespread scientific denial. <laughs> Addressing these challenges requires a nuanced approach that considers alternative ways of presenting information, acknowledges different perspectives, and bridges the gaps between scientific and non-scientific ways of knowing. In essence, the flat earth narrative serves as a cautionary tale hiding, highlighting the intricate challenges of combating science denial in an era marked by information overload, social polarization, and involve an evolving cultural dynamics. It underscores the importance of multifaceted strategies that goes beyond presenting scientific evidence to address the broader socio-political factors influencing our belief systems. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Do you guys have any more thoughts? Anything you want to add to this discussion? I mean, has your point of view changed at all? Are you resolute in being a Globlers, <laughs> Globhead. I mean, I mean, it still looks pretty flat outside. <laughs> I, I mean, when you I, look at the horizon, the horizon is flat. Yeah, I don't think you're an absolute idiot for believing in the flat Earth. I think you are deeply <laughs> misguided and wrong. I think you are absolutely wrong. Yeah, but yeah, you're that's better. It, it comes from a but place of like. I was gonna Valid say, I can understand I where it. they're coming from. Yes, mm -hmm. I agree. And I think, you know, I, I know what I said earlier in this podcast, but like the way to help people like this is never to like call them an idiot and like say you're stupid, whatever. <laughs> like I know I did it earlier, but that's because I also know no flat earthers are gonna be listening to this. Um but the, the, yeah, I think of our 15 listeners, they're all round earthers. I think, I think they're all globe heads. I think we got a big globe head audience out here. <laughs> We'll um, see if we lose. Uh, if we lose one listener, we'll know yeah, we have at least one flat earther. I, I was gonna say, we, I think we know who all fifteen of our listeners are, <laughs> we, so we we'll be able to track it down them. pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll um, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and like it, I understand where it comes from. Like it comes from a valid place of like I don't trust our government and our institutions, and I think that that's mm -mm. that's right. But the answer is not that the Earth is flat. At the end of the day. Yeah, and I think Connor hit the nail on the head with like, I they probably don't mind that we're bitching about this because they're doing worse things. Like mm -hmm. they're like, okay, 
yeah. bitch about that if you want. I'm gonna stay committing genocide. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's like giving a child a toy while you gotta go do work. You know? <laughs> Literally, they're they're yeah. dangling the keys in front of us to distract us. Yeah, I don't know if it's... this toy is kind of fun. I don't think it's like intentional. I think it's just kind of like a happy accident. Like, yeah. why would exactly. you bother no, I to don't disprove think, it? I don't like, think there's some right. conspiracy. Or, say, I don't think there's some conspiracy yeah, about them Barbara. setting up the conspiracy. No, right. But yeah, like no, no cunning, you know, conservative 50 years ago was like, haha, I'm going to devise the flat earth theory and make a bunch of people believe, believe it. So they stopped trusting government. No, it's just like a natural, natural, natural process that they took advantage of. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did have fun though. Like, okay, well, I was going to say I had fun on the forums, but the specific forum I did not have fun in. It was just like, it was impossible to follow anyone's train of thought. Like they would throw out just like seemingly crazy pieces of evidence or refutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm sure to them it made a lot of sense, but I was like, I can't follow what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. But the part that I did find fun was trying to like write up an argument for something that seemed completely asinine in knowing that it didn't necessarily have to make sense Mm -hmm. like i just needed to find an answer yeah yeah but when it became annoying was when i was like i want to find like i think the like research part of me was like i want to find a good answer like i want to find a good like why are there no solar eclipses answer and the only thing I can find is, oh, there's a mysterious celestial body on the underside of the earth that casts a shadow, but no one's ever seen it and nobody knows what it is. Just trust us. It's mysterious. Mm-hmm. That is the best answer I can find is really right. like, oh, this is kind of annoying. I want a better mm-hmm. answer. And that's that's the thing with like, you know, the globe model, as I guess you would call it, is like so robust. It's so robust, in fact, that we can make predictions of when there will be a solar eclipse next. And, like, if that doesn't mm-hmm. prove it, like, I don't know what will. Um, but it, it, it well, reminds... Well, like, you can't use science to talk I to know, these people. I know, I know, I no. know. And it reminds me a lot of, like, you know, cults and that kind of whole broad There will be... Area that is a fun topic. Of, yeah. As I say, there will this... be at least one cults episode. Mm-hmm. There I will probably be cult. many cults episodes. I'm watching this great I cult documentary do an episode... right now called Love Has oh, Won. I've watched so many. Love Has Wait, Won. what is it? Did you say love yeah. is blind? Love has no, won. No, 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 no. I, oh. yeah, that's on my it's, list. I want to watch that soon. I just heard so, about it a few days ago. I'm, I'm on episode three right now. I'm going to finish it tonight, I think. It's what is it absolutely on? insane. It's on HBO, I think, or Max, whatever. Oh, yeah. Right. Sorry to dead name HBO. Um, sorry. Sorry to dead name Max. <laughs> but yeah, I heard, that, I heard that's a really good one. It's so good. And I've been to the town that like the people lived in, and that place is so weird. It's in like Southern Colorado really? and it's such a strange town. Yeah. I stayed there with some friends. Mm-hmm. We went to the great sand dunes national park uh, for like a long weekend once. And it's the same. We stayed in the same <laughs> town that this takes place. In, and everyone there is so strange. Like this, yeah. This one guy I don't know if we'll ever do any. Go ahead. Nick. Sorry. Me, I keep interrupting. We, we were like talking about UFOs because there's all these like, you know, UFO watchtower or whatever signs as you're coming into the town. Cause there's like this like UFO watchtower place. And, yeah anyway um but he was like oh i'm a contact facilitator um so you might see something 
extraterrestrial in the next few days. And we were like, <laughs> okay, thanks, I guess. We did not see What are the odds? It's like, what are, what are the odds that there's just some like random normal dude in the town that he gets word that they think that and he just like flies a drone? That'd be pretty funny. Night. That would like, be pretty funny. I'd be okay with that. That's like when um, there's like haunted locations and people are always like, oh, like you think they just like put, have put speakers in the place or whatnot to like make people think they're having paranormal experiences. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to be surprised. But... Okay, I believe in that shit, but I don't believe in any of the videos I see because it would happen way too often. Mm. I feel like see, shit weird feel like that... that happens, but I feel like it happens like, like if you stayed at a haunted place, like it would happen like once a week and you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, it wouldn't be a video that you record for an hour and you just have, like, 30 things happen to you. That's why I feel about aliens is I 100% believe in aliens, but I don't think any of our alien proof is real. I agree. I agree. I'm in the same boat. The universe is, like, too big for there not to be life out there, but it's also too mm-hmm. big for any of it to have visited Earth. I yeah. Agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think we'll do some kind of cult episode at some point. I don't know if we'll talk about any specific cults, but I would love to do an episode looking at the differences between religion and mm-hmm. cults. I think that would be really fun. That would be fun. Um, but, so let us know, listeners, if there's any interest in that. Um, and if you have any other ideas for episodes or comments about this episode or you just want to be part of the conversation, send me an email at this podcasts at gmail.com. Uh, please go follow us on Instagram at this podcast. We are almost at 20 followers. I would Woo. love for us to hit the big 2 0. So if you're listening and you're not following us, don't be a fake friend. Go drop a follow. And if you're one of our loyal 15 listeners, I really do appreciate you. I appreciate you listening to every episode. And if you would love to just continue showing your support, then feel free to drop us a little five-star rating or mm-hmm. review or tell one of your friends to tune in. I would really appreciate it. Um, this has been This Podcast Counts of Socializing. We are your hosts, Kayla and Nick. Connor, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks, Connor. Thank you for any, having me. Any yeah, last words great. for our audience before we sign out? Any last uh, words? No, I don't think so. Shout out uh, Bob Ross and that guy with the cool name at the beginning of this podcast. Mm, um, feel next, free to listen uh, to this podcast a second time to figure out that name. Yeah. I bet you forgot. Yeah, go run on. it back. Yeah. Run Why? it back to the beginning. You know, let yeah. our podcast play on zero volume like 17 times. Whatever. Yeah, run it. Whatever you got to do. Thank <laughs> you so for much listening, for listening, everyone. everyone. We'll, we'll see you maybe next week, maybe the week after. We'll see. Bye.